Tokusatsu, taking the form of many shows including Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, and Metal Heroes. And today, a group of fans come together to review it for you as Toku Secrets. Hey guys, and welcome to the another episode of the Toku Secrets podcast presented by AnimeSecrets.org. I'm your host, Nathan DeSaw, and uh, today we are returning... Uh, after taking a bit of a break for uh, Thanksgiving, we're returning back to our little uh, treasure hunt in the go in the world of Gokaiger. Today, we're going to be taking a, another deep look into the series by taking a look at episodes thirty-nine through forty-eight. And of course, as per usual, when I'm on my treasure hunts here, I have a crew to help me out with. So I'm going to let my crew members introduce themselves to you. So go ahead, guys. So, like, he says we're his crew members, right? But in actuality, mm-hmm. I'm the captain of this vessel. I'm Rizwan, captain of Anime Secrets. And I'm joined by... Ahoy, mateys! It's the first division uh, team lead of, I guess, stuff, I guess. Anime. Stuff. <laughs> cool. <laughs> A.K.A. the greatest man ever. So, uh, a b- couple of things to uh, talk about in the news of Tokusatsu uh, and the Ranot section. Uh, this is apparently just in. We've just received this news from uh, Anthony just before we started this uh, review. Um, uh, Enjo, uh, Enjo, uh, Sanyu, Sanyute. I think yeah, that's that's how I'm looking at it right now. He, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, so he is a Japanese actor. He was the narrator for Kaku Ranger, um, because uh, Ninja Sentai Kaku Ranger that was the um, uh, for a while they had a narrator at least up until like the halfway point, and he has tragically passed away. Um, this is recent news. It happened on a uh, November thirtieth. Lived a pretty good life. Uh, I don't know what else he's done outside of Kaku Ranger, but uh, it's uh, pretty tragic. It's never fun to uh, add another person to the list of deceased former Sentai actors. So, yeah, that definitely sucks, and we hope that he shall rest in peace. Um, and we're going to dedicate this uh, podcast in memory of him uh, because... Uh, a little bit of a spoiler alert for you guys. We're going to be talking about Kaku Ranger a little bit in this podcast. So, uh, so just wanted to let you guys know about that. Um, yeah. But the big piece apparently, of... Uh, go ahead, Anthony. I'm sorry. Apparently he's, he's a... Uh, I'm, no, you're good. Um, apparently he's a Rakugo storyteller. I'm guessing that must mean he must, like... Uh, he's known for, like, telling stories and being, like, I guess, like a, a storyteller. Hence why he was narrating Cocker Ranger, because that's literally just storytelling in a way. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, but he's released more than 300 new works, such as Geek uh, Glyco Boy and Sorrow for Saitama. And I guess it must be all the stories he must, must have told um, in his years. Um, oh. I hope he, like, like, like Nathan said, I hope he rests in peace. Um, it's it was it was nice to see um him do his narration in Cocker Ranger. He kinda like was like, you know, the funny the funny guy that was like just telling pretty much us 
what you know what was going on in the story, and you know he was referencing this. Mm -hmm. It definitely sucks. Uh, you know we're not going to go over uh, all the former Sentai actors that have died because unlike Power Rangers, uh, um, if you want to be technical about it, there's a lot of uh, former actors that have died. Uh, a couple that I know. I do know that the person who played the original uh, Key Ranger from uh, Go Ranger is dead. Uh, he he committed suicide, unfortunately. Um, I'm pretty sure the Green Ranger from uh, Die Ranger is dead as well. Um, yeah, that also that was also another um, you know suicide. Mm -hmm. And of course, there's a bunch of people who were uh, voice actors. Um, so yeah, they, it's a pretty big list. Um, not not as bit, um, you know, Power Rangers is thankfully not as a uh, not as big, but it, but it's never fun when somebody dies, and yeah, definitely just sucks. Yeah, a little bit more of an interesting and less. Uh, Less uh, tragic note. Um, the big piece of uh, Tokusatsu news. Um, so this came out uh, while we were taking our little break. Um, as a, and this is news as of the recording of this video on December fifth, twenty twenty one. So a couple of videos ago, we spoke about how Power Rangers is moving on from Nickelodeon. Like they are no lot. They are going to cease airing on Nickelodeon entirely. And it's going to be a Netflix exclusive series. Well, Hasbro is apparently starting, has apparently decided that they're going to uh, take that to a completely new level and kind of have the Netflix Power Rangers be like its own universe. Um, and I'm not, uh, you know, maybe you guys can help me with some of the details. I just know that. There's going to be, like, they're trying to create their new Power Rangers universe, which uh, I got some thoughts on it, but I don't want to start talking about it without all the details. So if, you, if I'm missing anything, you guys can kind of chime in a little bit. Nah, you pretty yeah, much got it. Okay. Yeah, the only thing I, like, like I said before, was that, like, I think they might not, they might adapt another, like, one more season of, of um, Power Rangers from uh, Sentai. Mm -hmm. I bet they're going straight to. I bet they're going straight to just doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. I gotta say, I'm kind of intrigued by this. Well, I mean, first of all, alternate universes are nothing new to Power Rangers. I mean, when you really look at the franchise already, we have multiple continuities. Like, uh, you know, like there's obviously the separate continuity of the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, which took place in a different setting um there's literally two power ranger seasons that take place in alternate continuities and dino charge and rpm um funnily enough they did try to make an alternate universe when they originally aired ninja storm because originally when disney bought the franchise they wanted all of their seasons to be like separate from the main continuity but then of course the following season they brought tommy back so that whole idea just got thrown out the window tommy breaks uh, everything yeah. yeah. Um, and then, of course, there's the 2017 movie. Um, I'm kind of intrigued to see how they'll do this. Um, you know, what's funny is that uh, earlier today, um, 
I was watching a video on YouTube. Uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, media reviewers, like he does a lot of reviews on movies and uh, and uh, TV shows. His name is Captain Midnight. Um, he just did a review, a brief review on the 2017 movie, and talked about how you know clearly. Uh, um, and he doesn't regularly do Power Ranger stuff, by the way. But I can tell that he's a fan because he does. He does show footage from in those videos from more seasons other than Mighty Morphin. So I can tell that he at least knows the basics of the show. Um, you know, I don't want to completely repeat everything that he said, but you know, he said that clearly the 2017 movie was an attempt to like make a new cinematic universe out of Power Rangers. But I don't. I don't know how you guys feel about the 2017 movie. I personally, I mean, I thought it was, I liked it when I saw it, but I'm not really a huge fan of it. Um, just kind of looking back because it doesn't really scream like this is a movie that you can build a universe out of. So, um, you know, kind of like, you know, like when you look at a movie like Iron Man, AKA the movie that literally triggered the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe, that's that's a movie where you can kind of look at that and like, okay, yeah, you can definitely build a whole universe out of that. I mean, but I don't know how you could do that out of the 2017 Power Rangers movie. All I'm hoping is that uh, if they do try to make more movies or at the very least try their own original stuff out of Netflix, only thing I'm going to tell you, Hasbro, if Hasbro, if you're listening to this, which you're probably not, um, you have like a gold mine of source with like the Shatter of Grid comics and like all these other ideas that have previously been floated in Power Rangers, like with the Hexagon Hexagon plan. So yeah. all I'm saying is you had better use that use those as like a basis because if you try to do what like the original well no 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 not the original, what the twenty seventeen movie did and just try to do just try to base it solely on Mighty Morphin nostalgia, then you're in trouble. So, because pl please, please remember that there's more to Power Rangers than just Mighty Morphin, which thankfully I do think Hasbro is able to do, unlike Saban. But I'm cautiously optimistic about this. Like, what do you guys think? So, I have comments on this. The first big one is while the 2017 movie wasn't spectacular, um, it does leave itself quite wide open for its own cinematic universe to be formed around it. Um, so, for example, they pulled elements from Zeo into the movie. So they had Zeo crystals, they had the entire strife around that. So, I mean, they could easily build a whole thing of like their own cinematic universe around the Zeo crystals, which isn't something that they could really do with Iron Man per se. Cause the only thing that Iron Man had to made it a cinematic universe, honestly, was Nick Fury coming in and saying, Hey, we're recruiting you to the Avengers initiative. There was nothing else in the Iron Man original movie that indicated that this could become a whole multi-million multi-film franchise thing that would storm the entire world with surprise. But at least in the 2017 movie, you had some indication of, well, there's a bigger world than just one group of kids. There's Rangers in the past. 
there's the villains, there's there, there's a lot of stuff in there that, you know, if they had played it well by Saban, they might have had a second and third movie, and after that, who knows? I don't know. But on the other hand, I think they'd be super foolish if they don't try to connect with the comic universe or maybe adapt the comic universe. Yeah, I know. Like, definitely don't copy it all the way through. Just yeah. adapting. I mean, and like, that's what they did with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They didn't copy verbatim the comics. They pick and sews and took some liberties and they took some chances and they built something great out of it. Now, uh, what do you think, Anthony? Like, like, um, Richard, I think, I think the movie, the 2017 movie, like, with all of its faults, I think it did, like, have a good story that going for it. It's just that, like, there was a whole bunch of other stuff that they just wasn't, like, something they could have done differently that they, that, would have made it more successful, but at the same time, it kind of like did things different. But I kind of, I kind of wish that like they would have like maybe focused more on the ranger aspect of it because that was barely any of that until the until the final part of the movie. But I'm looking mm-hmm. forward forward to see how they do this um, Netflix esque you know ranger universe. Yeah. I think even if it doesn't uh, turn out the best at first, I mean, I'll give it a chance. All, all I'm saying is that, like, I guess at the end of the day, though, I'm happy at what Hasbro is trying to do. Because, like I said, Power Rangers has always been owned by people. Like, I, I honestly do think that in the right hands, Power Rangers is a franchise that can compete with, like, some of the bigger multimedia franchises like Star Wars and... Uh, you know, um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the problem is is that it's always been owned by companies that either are just perfectly fine with just keeping it on the small screen, like Saban, or just companies that literally could care less about it, like Disney. So I'm glad that Hasbro is at least pursuing bigger ambitions with it. Yeah. And I mean, right now they're entering a good phase where they had a pretty strong season with Beast Morphers, and the Dino Fury has been pretty damn good as well. So I think they're on a good track. And, you know, they brought back Lord's Ed. They had some stuff going on there. I mean, there's a lot of things they can start pulling from to interconnect and make that universe that we're talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean... You could say what you will about like Beast Morphers and Dino Fury. Maybe you don't think that they're perfect, but I honestly think that like with Beast Morphers and Dino Fury, you can't be too harsh on them because even when Hasbro bought the franchise, Power Rangers was still like they were never going to be able to get out of that contract, that extension that Saban signed with Nick. Like they were going to be forced to be on Nickelodeon. So they're obviously they just wanted to play out that contract and now that they're out of that contract they can do whatever they want yeah definitely so Mm -hmm. i think there's gonna be a strong collaboration between them and boom studios and if there's not um hasbro's made a huge mistake 
because they have a lot of content there. A lot of backstories have been built up. I mean, they have stories for so many uh, minor characters now. I've been reading about it lately, and I mean, they gave backstories to Zed. They gave backstories to the Phantom Ranger. There's a lot of very fascinating stuff out there now from Boom Studios. Well, if any company can make uh, good decisions for its franchise, um, I would say it's Hasbro. Because even when Hasbro originally bought the franchise, um, you know, Hasbro has a really big history of, like, embracing, uh, you know, embracing demographics that you wouldn't normally think are, uh, would be associated with them. Like, for example, and... I know that this isn't the uh, most pleasant example to use, but say what you will about uh, the Brony community. I mean, I'm sure we all have stuff to say about them, but they exist, and Hasbro for a while was kind of making decisions with My Little Pony knowing that the Brony community exists. And I think they, and I think they can do the same with Power Rangers, knowing that there's a big adult fan community for it. Like that. They're not going to try to move their content away from it. They're going to embrace the adult fandom, at least hopefully. But if what they did with uh, My Little Pony is any indication, then yeah, it's good. And we're, we're not going to talk about bronies, but you know. Yeah, let's let's move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, we're gonna um, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we you got. Not to bring up though that I kind of remembered while we're talking. What's that? Well, two other rare knots, but one's kind of minor, one's kind of major. Um, okay. Go ahead. The major one is that for those that don't know, the Gokaiser 10 movie is now subbed and available for people to watch if you know how to find it. Okay. Um, Google will tell you how to do that. I've already seen it, and all I'm going to say right now is it's fantastic, and you should all watch it. Cool. I need to watch it. We're going to review it as soon as we finish the last uh, podcast, the one after this one, I think, before we get to St. Ken's here. Okay. Cool. That's fair enough, then. Um, the second one is I'm seeing mentions on Reddit of claims that Don Brothers has. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this. And, um, and the thing that's most interesting is that it seems like some of this avatar ability gives them some kind of access to the former Sentai powers in a very Gokaiser, Zenkaiser type way. Well, that's I'm weird. Not sure not I'm not sure how true that will be in the end, but that is a current rumor going around the Reddit forums and... It's quite interesting. They call it the Legend Gear Altered. Mm -hmm. And apparently they can do stuff like get these mechs for Saints Hero series, Tokyo's or Alter, and Zeo's or Alter. So they have stuff like that coming out. At least in a toy line. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but it's interesting. Well, if, it, if it's the toy line, then maybe that won't have much of an effect on the show because, you know, they, uh, if that's just the gimmick that they're going to be going with, Sentai has a history of like, like, uh, to give an example, uh, you remember the, uh, 
the uh, the batteries that they used. Uh, they were called the Judenchi and Kuryuger, or the Dino Chargers and Dino Charge. They yeah. uh yeah when when Kuryuger was airing, they created Judenchi for like other Sentai teams. Like I remember there was a Ju uh, a Ju Ranger Judenchi uh, Gokaiger one a Tokyo. Yeah, I think there was a Tokyo. No, wait, no, 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 not Tokyo because Tokyo came out after Kuryuger, but. Yeah, that could just be a toy gimmick exclusive thing. Yeah, but either way, it's interesting that we got that bit of information. So, and there's a lot of other info out there, but I'm not going to discuss it super a lot because none of it's been confirmed. It's all hearsay from what seems to be one Twitter account. Yeah. That I don't have much information on. So, yeah, there's well, a lot of stuff like colors of suits and names and all kinds we'll of stuff. scans of it popping up soon so mm -hmm. yeah no, we're gonna scan soon enough but yeah it's interesting to see like you know the stuff coming out on twitter and reddit about what's coming in the future mm -hmm. anything else uh, you guys have no i think we can get right into no? it nate all right we're going to jump into uh, Gokaiger's episodes 39 through 48. Um, so we're going to give a brief recap of uh, what happened in our previous review. Um, so uh, the Gokaigers obtained uh, multiple grand powers um, in their previous review. They obtained the grand powers of the Jetman. They discovered a... Uh, an additional feature of the Abba Ranger Grand Power, which allows them to combine Gokaio and Gojujin, although that doesn't mean anything anymore because they're never going to use that again. Um, <laughs> they got the Life Man Grand Power. They obtained... Uh, they didn't use it. Uh, oh, no, 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 they did, but it doesn't... But that's not important. Um, they got the O-Ranger Grand Power, which allowed them to create a weapon, which is like their shared team bazooka called the Gokai Galleon Buster, which is awesome. Uh, they also have obtained the Goanger Grand... Wait, no, no, no. They already had the Goanger Grand Power, but they were able to uh, fully unlock it. They have a new um, ally in a Falcon slash uh, Formula race car hybrid called Mach Alkin, who the Gokai... And when we last uh, left off with the Gokaigers, uh, they defeated uh, Barizorg, um and Warzugil, and they also have their own grand power, which allows them to combine uh, the Gokai Gallium with Goju Jin and Makalkin to form Kanzen Gokaio. And the other very important thing to note is that Bosco also has three grand powers. He currently has the grand powers of the Change Man, the Mask Man, and the Flash Man. So, um, I guess, uh, I don't know how many more grand powers. Uh, uh, wait, hold on. Um, I think we have probably less than 10 at this point. I'm not sure. But it doesn't matter. Because, spoiler alert, they're all going to be rounded up in this video. So it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we're going to um, jump right in. Uh, now, normally, I tend to do the. I tend to give us a general recap of the uh, opening episode, but uh, this time uh, I'm actually going to give those honors to Anthony. So, uh, go ahead, Anthony, take it away. 
All right, so episode 39 is titled, Why? We're high school. This is a tribute episode to uh, Mega Ranger, which was the uh, Sentai that that did To Power Rangers and Kenta, the Mega Ranger, the Mega Ranger uh, special grand power. And so, at first, when Navi gives him, gives him the direction of like where they need to go, it's mostly say, "Hey, like let's uh, maybe go to uh, Mori Boshi High School, I believe it was called. That's yeah. the high school that all the Mega Rangers attended uh, to uh, in Mega Ranger. You know, up until they graduate, after they graduate." Uh, so in pretty much in this episode, it's really just it's just them meeting uh, Date and him telling him like, "Hey, I'll give you that grand power, but I'm gonna need you just to dress up as high school students and kind of just you know walk around and kind of just like you know just roam the halls and as, as students, I guess." And the go-kart are kind of just like not really sure why he wants to do this, um, but turn out. He actually just wanted them to under, like, understand that these students have goals and they have dreams, and he was just kind of like opening their eyes to like, wow, like school is actually a place where you can try to have, make your dreams come true, you know, and to do the things you want to do, like you want to, you know, play basketball, you want to like do well in school, so you can like. Uh, Vegan with tech, not with the technology, and then you have some that want to find love. You want there's some others who, you know, just just want to do different stuff. And in this episode, Bosco does of course return. In this episode, uh, he actually ends up being <laughs> ends up using uh, the school as the whole school as hostage. Because he basically planted bombs everywhere in the school. And Bosco basically tells Dante that, listen, if you don't give me your grand power, I'm going to blow the school up and I'm going to kill all your kids. Which is pretty, pretty messed up if you really think about it. Um, Guy, thankfully, was actually following Dante and was able to, I guess, hold him off until the other co-packers get there. And in this episode, we actually get the full uh, Gokai change for all the uh, Mega Rangers. Yeah, we had one. I think we had one in three episodes back. But this is the first official one where they all have the, the, the Gokai change. And the interesting was actually mirrors that of the Mega Rangers back when they first transformed for, for the first time. Yeah, they've done Mega Ranger a couple of times. Yeah, but this was this was the one that actually like did like an actual like full transformation for it. Yeah, and actually, and actually, one cool note is that Bosco's uh, plan actually kind of mimics the main villain of Mega Ranger because he had in one enact a attack in school as well once he finds out who the Mega Rangers were. So that was a nice little cool callback. Um, mm-hmm. I know there are a few other references to the episode. 
Um, they have one where like the goat where like Gokai Silver says Gokai's your win, which is um something that happens after they defeat you know when they the Mega Rangers defeat the monster. Um, the little tile screen says uh Mega Ranger win, and yep. uh Mega Red always says game over. That's that was their that was their like little I guess. Every, every so often, Red Rangers will have some some cool little mantra they say at the end of um, a very battle. And what's, what's, I, think that's common in Sentai. I think that's common in Sentai now. I don't think it was as common in Sentai back then when Mega Ranger was out. Yeah, it, it's more prevalent now than it was back then. Yeah. I mean, and they do it in Power Rangers all the time now. That's practically become a kind of thing like you got samurai rangers victory is ours uh, mega rangers that's a Ugh. mega win uh, don't they say virus eliminated in terrible words yeah um in uh beast wolves they do say virus eliminated yeah at least they're getting better with those uh <laughs> in battle catchphrases yeah any more to the episode, Anthony? Um, I do know that. Of course, uh, they. Of course, Bosco ends up using what hit like one of his little um, pursuit, like his little life his uh his roids to attack um the Gokaisers. They use uh. Comes in uh, Gokaio when they fuse both uh, Gokaio and uh, Gozujin together, as that's, that's pretty much their like go to form during almost their fights now. Mm-hmm. Beat them, they beat them up, beat the uh, the Roy, and uh, Kenta basically, like, you know, fills in the bargain, gives them the, gives them the uh, greater power. And they just uh, about to leave the school, and he asked if the crew was willing to get some Korean barbecue, which is kind of funny because that was his thing back oh, in yeah, Mega Ranger. He would all want to eat go Korean barbecue. Mm-hmm. I ain't mad at him, but Korean barbecue good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I made some Korean barbecue, man. Still, I can still remember the time we had first got it the first time. That was my oh, in New Orleans. Place. Yeah, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing, yep. one thing about New I'm gonna probably miss now that Mechacon's gone. Yeah, I know. That was like the best place to go eat out. It was. Mm-hmm. So if you're ever in New Orleans, my fellow podcaster friends, um, check out Little Korea Korean Barbecue. It's right down there in um, downtown New Orleans. So excellent food. If you go, you gotta get a. Volcano fried rice in my honor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, carry on. Yep. So, uh, what did you guys think of the episode? I personally liked it. Um, of course, I've recently like watched Mega Ranger all the way through, so like it's not as fresh, but it's still fresher in my mind because I still remember the final battle in my head because uh, it was just fantastic. This is a pretty standard, uh, that's not a bad thing. It's a pretty standard, uh, tribute episode, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think there's anything that stands out, but 
Um, but I still like it okay. Um, I I think the big thing that kind of makes it is uh, um, it's cool seeing Kent. Uh, um, I, I've seen Mega Ranger all the way through too, although uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, uh, I I do remember a lot of Kenta, him being a teacher at the school is kind of funny considering how he. Uh, uh, spoiler for those who haven't watched Mega Ranger, just a minor spoiler. Uh, he's not exactly the best student. In fact, he can be kind of an idiot sometimes. No, no. <laughs> so seeing him. Seeing him be a teacher is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I do, uh, I, do, uh, I do like how uh, the whole high school element of it, I can give it credit for that because Mega Ranger is one of the, you know, being in high school is uh, probably one of the big things that made Mega Ranger unique. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, uh, nothing special, but you know, it, it works. And that's all I can really say. It's not it's not terrible. Yeah, it's a it's Ooh. a it's pretty standard for, you know, tribute episode. It's nothing like super fantastic, but it's also not bad. It's just it's good and it's there. Yeah. I think it will, I think what what made me like it the most was it it focuses on the Go Codgers being like, you know, more understanding of like what's at stake, you know, when it comes to like, you know, these kids and like they they're willing to go this much just to just to save them, you know. Mm-hmm. And the kids that they met today, like, literally helped them out all the way through, and uh, it's just a nice little, you know, full circle when it comes to like how the episode was uh, made. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Mm-hmm. And apparently, freaking uh, <laughs> Mompus can be ball. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, Marvelous is gonna trounce on Michael Jordan. Absolutely, oh, you already know. <laughs> oh man, he'll make LeBron James look like a rookie. LeBron who? <laughs> LeBron who? <laughs> who's Kobe? Who's this Kobe Bryant you're talking about? Oh, wait, Is no. that Anthony Davis fellow we got? <laughs> you know there's a guy named Anthony like Davis who plays basketball, right? yeah, yeah, not you, Anthony. There's literally a guy in the NBA know, named no, Anthony know. Davis. No. She already know this. I already know this already. I get joked on, but my co-workers about, uh, at work a lot about it, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's just yeah, something I I'm right. <laughs> I mentioned to a friend, I have a guy named Anthony Davis I'm really good friends with, and he's like, how do you know the basketball player is? <laughs> and I was oh, like, oh. Um, I was like, what? I was like, well, you see, I know a guy who knew a guy who killed a mom in Reno, and oh, that's well, told people. <laughs> yeah. You want to move on? Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so the next episode is episode 40. I'll be taking on this one. It's called The Future is Past. Um, this is the tribute episode for uh, Time Ranger. And you can all probably guess uh, what, uh, Power Ranger Sentai was, uh, what Power Ranger season was adapted from Time Ranger. Yep, that's right. Megaforce. 
No, I'm just kidding. Time force. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, the anime secret staff. Nathan DeSaw fired. <laughs> okay, well, carry on. Anyway, uh, in this episode, uh, the Gokaijers receive a message from the future. Um, so um, it's been established that a guy's mech, uh, Goju Drill, is kept in the 30th century in the base where the Time Rangers are. They receive a message from Domon, a Time Ranger officer who is also the former Time Yellow. Uh, he tells the Gokaijers that they need to travel back in time to the previous year of 2010 in order to protect the Negakure Shrine, which was previously destroyed. And he says that if they were to save that shrine, then they will be able to obtain another grand power. The Gokaijers travel back in time, during which uh, they encounter... Um, multiple people trying to attack the shrine. Guy encounters a child who uh, is having issues with his mom. Like, he's ran away because his mom travels a lot, and he uh, apparently doesn't have a dad. Um, there's a big scene here that explains something that I'll, talk, that I'll go into a little bit detail about in a second, but uh, long story short, uh, first the Gokaijers encounter uh, Nanashi, which are the foot soldiers of Shinkinger. They were called Moogers in a Power Ranger Samurai. Um, they, stop, uh, they stop the Nanashi, and they end up destroying uh, the person who they think is attacking the shrine named Shitari. He was a main villain in Shinkinger, and uh, he, was, um, he was the counterpart for, I think his name was Octoru in a Power Ranger Samurai. Um, but then mm -hmm. uh, one of the Ghost Sager villains, Metal Alice, whose name was Metal Alice and Megaforce as well. Um, she attacks the shrine with a monster. The Gokaijers use uh, Time Ranger to destroy the monster. Uh, during this episode, uh, Guy finally uses the uh, Gingaman Grand Power in Gojujin, because they did receive it, but they never used it. And it's nothing special. It just allows Gojujin to, uh, to throw this attack that's similar to uh, Bull Taurus, uh, which was what... Um, that was the counterpart for uh, the Magnet Defender Zord, uh, Defender Tor Zord. Um, the episode ends uh, with the Gokaijers meeting with, reuniting the boy with his mom, who uh, has a very familiar looking face, although it's probably only familiar to me since, uh, I, since I've seen Time Ranger. If you haven't seen Time Ranger, then it wouldn't work out. Then it wouldn't make sense until the end of the episode, of course. Um, and the episode ends with the Gokaijers arriving back in the present. They realize that they didn't obtain a grand power, um, which frustrates them, although there's something in the shrine that implies that maybe their, maybe their mission with that shrine is not entirely over. Uh, foreshadowing for a later episode, by the way, guys. Um, and as the episode ends... Uh, the Gokaijers send uh, a picture back from the shrine during which uh, Domon recognizes the woman. And I'll go into a little bit more detail on this, although not too much since I don't want to spoil it for Anthony and Rizwan, plus the people who haven't seen Time Ranger. But okay, well, okay. Um, I might as well just say uh, that woman is a reporter that. Um, okay. 
there's an episode of Time Force that you might remember where uh, Katie is working for a photographer who accidentally discovers the Rangers' identities. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, in Time Ranger, um, that character is a little bit of a bigger character and has a little bit of a relationship with uh, with Domon, the Time Yellow, and, well, you've seen the Gokaiger episode, so I guess you could figure it out. That's the woman, which means that that boy is his son. Which... Is that really- is crazy and awesome. Yeah, but that's really screwing up the timeline, if you think about it. Yeah, like how um, like Wes, Wes and Jen, Jen had a kid, and like Jen had, could only bring it to the future, only have it happen in the future, but couldn't bring it to the past. You know, it's like it's like that. It's just kind of like you know what? <laughs> I do, I I do like that element though, and. I don't want to go into detail on it because, you know, you guys still need to see Time Ranger, which is amazing, by the way. But uh, just to kind of put it simply without giving spoilers, I do like that evolution of their relationship because uh, um, Domon and this uh, reporter, her name is uh, Hinami. uh, She uh, they both had a really they both had a really good romance story. Um, I'm not a big fan of Domon. Uh, He. Actually, no, he's not my least favorite Time Ranger. That would probably have to be uh, Sion, uh, Time Green. But uh, but Domon can be kind of a jerk sometimes in Time Ranger, but I think that the relationship that he has with Hanami is good. So, um, so I definitely like that part. Uh, but there's a bigger thing that I have to address in this episode, which kind of unintentionally uh, dominates most of the episode because Time Ranger is hardly a factor in this. Um, so as I said, uh, the Gokaijers in this episode end up battling a Shinkinger villain and destroying him. Well, okay, so I kind of got to give a bit of an explanation here. Um, so I don't know if they do this anymore, but way back when Sentai, way back then in Sentai, and it feels weird saying that about Gokaiger. Wow, I'm getting old. Um, mm-hmm. uh, whenever the scans of the upcoming Sentai were revealed, um, during the crossover movies, which, uh, which always tended to come out uh, near the end of a Sentai, whenever they were having their final battle, they would have a brief moment in the battle where the Sentai of the upcoming series would make a very brief appearance and they would have a battle. They would never actually reveal their names or anything. They would just, uh, they would just be there. They would fight, they would defeat a villain and then they would be like, bye. And then they would walk off. Um, and they did this with the Gokaijers. They did it for a uh, Gosager versus uh Shinkinger. And they do actually show uh, shots of the Gosager versus Shinkinger battle in this episode. This was obviously a necessary episode because uh, when, go- when the Gokaijers appeared in that movie, they were somehow able to use Ranger Keys because they did an all-red Gokai change in that movie. Well, how can they do that when the Great Legend War hasn't happened at that point? So the Ranger Keys wouldn't have existed. 
So this episode was just kind of using Time Ranger as an excuse to kind of try to explain that. Um, and I think it's fine. Um, I almost oh, kind of... I almost kind of... Uh, the only thing I'll complain about is how uh, this was a perfect opportunity for uh, Saban to get a little uh, creative with like uh, the Mega Rangers defeating Octoru and Power Ranger Samurai. You literally could have used this footage. Why did you not do that? You absolute moron. Um, but, but other than that... Uh, the only big thing that they changed from it is that they changed the original dialogue. Um, in the original Ghost Sager versus Shinkinger movie, which is the best Sentai crossover movie ever, I don't care what anybody else says. Yeah, um, it definitely is. I, I can test that too. Uh, Marvelous makes a fourth wall joke. He said, hey, we're in a movie, so let's be showy. Um, they have to change that because you're not in a movie anymore, Marvelous, so you can't say that. Aside from that, though, the dialogue remains the same. Um, it, it was pretty cool. Um, plus, it's kind of a clever way to save some money on battle footage because, you know, like, you can literally just take all that stock footage from, uh, the, from the Ghost Sager movie, maybe just have the Gokaijers say a few different lines, and then voila. I mean, you've just saved a lot of money. So um, I will say that it, I think that that element kind of takes a little bit away from the Time Ranger tribute elements, but I'm fine with it. I I think that it, I think you kind of did have to give that explanation and as far as the explanation goes, I'm fine with it. Like, you travel back in time. So I mean, I'm fine with yeah. it too, except I kind of wanted more of a sneak peek into the Time Ranger characters. We didn't really get that in this. I mean, we got like a grand total of two minutes with Time Yellow, and that's barely enough to get like any sense of anything. Um, so I kind of wish we had a little bit more with him. I can agree with that, too. Uh, I think the Time Ranger characters, um, you know, Time some of the best characters. I actually think that they have the best blue Sentai Ranger ever. So, uh, like the American counterpart? Oh yeah, he is. Uh, Time Blue absolutely just destroys uh, Lucas. I'm just gonna say that. Good. Um, <laughs> Good. Like, yeah. After like that, that is one reason why I despise Lucas. Like he does not do his Sentai counterpart justice at all. Yeah. Like no. I feel so bad defending that man. Way I do. Yeah. Ah. Uh... But you guys will get to see more of that when we review Time Ranger, which we are absolutely going to do on this show. So, yeah. yeah. What did you think, Anthony? You've been kind of quiet on this. So, I actually did like this episode, but it wasn't for the Time Ranger stuff. It was mostly just, you know, the callback to the movie, really. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that, like, you know, we get to see the perspective of, of like how they view the fight and they view the entire fight from their perspective because you just briefly saw them you know fighting uh Shiginger villains and we're just like oh well, that's cool it is also cool how we see the Gokai fighting villains from like both from like 
it, the previous two Sentais. Because they don't fight any go mm-hmm. at all in this episode. None whatsoever. Because even, even that robot monster that they fight as the Time Rangers, those are like those were like standard monsters in the Ghost Sager era, because I'm pretty sure Metal Alice used mo- all of her monsters looked exactly like that. Yeah. You got anything else to say, uh, Riz or Anthony? No. no. I'm good, man. Okay. Then uh, we'll move on to episode 41. Uh, I'm going to give you that one to you, Riz, so take it away. All right, so episode 41 is entitled Something I Don't Want to Lose, and this will be an Aham-centric episode, and I'm going to start off by saying these are, in my opinion, far and very, very few of these that exist, and I, I've, I've come to love, love Aham more I see her just we'll go around. I hadn't seen Gokaiser for quite a while, so I kind of forgot how amazing Iham was in the grand scheme of this entire, like, uh, series. Um, so in this case, it's this, this takes place right after um, Akados, Akados Gil takes over, and Gokaiser's starting to think, well, Zonia cannot really attack for a while. What's going on there? Well, cut to the uh, Emperor's to the second like, horse, the Emperor's fleet has arrived and Emperor gets in and tells them, hey, Damaris and Sarn, I'm here to take over and y'all can't do much of anything because the Hamaji bodyguards Zatsurig and Durando. Yeah. And yep. he throws Damaris into the brig for failure to protect Warzugil and honestly, how does anyone protect Warzu Gil from Warzu Gil because that wasn't Damaris's fault. It really wasn't. I empathize with the dude it in wasn't. this case. But Same here. Um, yeah, so the Emperor sends in Zatsirig, and that's very important because that's the entire crux for this episode. Um, so Zatsirig meets up with Zoe, Ahim, and Guy and immediately Ahim sees him and changes her entire like um behavior and she goes head on attacking him in mindless like raids no thought for planning or what's going on or team coordination or anything like see go kite change before joe and guy even had a chance to even react so she was like going nuts trying to fight him and the thing about zatsurig is he has an eye on his chest that lets him freeze his opponents like in place for a little bit and he used that to his advantage to overpower the three of them pretty quickly before leaving saying he'll be back for them later on and it's revealed that ahim hates this guy because he's the one that destroyed her planet um which killed her entire family which made her flee and set her across this life that she's currently living now and she had vowed I'm going to destroy the one who destroyed everything I had and as she's she goes back to the galleon and she tries to sneak out late at night and we get one of the most emotional decharged episodes in my opinion I don't know what y'all think of the entire series up until now um 
the Galleon's dark. She tries to sneak out to go back out and find him on her own because she doesn't want to involve her newfound family in this. And Marvelous kind of comes out and says, so that's why you've been acting weird. This is the guy that destroyed your family. And the other good guys just reveal themselves and say, this makes a lot of sense. And guess what? You're not doing this alone. We're going to help you. And this really kind of brings out like an emotionally charged moment of if you're watching this episode, I think you'd have tears in your eyes at that part. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm sentimental. I don't know. But I thought it was pretty emotionally charged. Um, so they vow to fight Zatzarig and get rid of him and avenge the uh, Famille family. So um, the next day, they go out to try and find him and battle him. And one important thing is that Marvelous says, like, he doesn't want to lose anything while um, doing all this. It's going to come up later in the episode, and that's when I just brought it up. So while fighting, um, Ahim finds a plan to uh, force the eye to be closed so that he can't use it to attack them. And they use a pretty interesting battle plan to just take that eye out. And finally, they use the Gokai Galleon Buster to destroy him and to defeat him once and for all. He's in Kanzen Gokai in the mech fight. So the episode ends with I am happy, thanking everyone for helping her get revenge. And Marvel said he's happy for her for getting what she wanted. And at the end, Guy gets this idea of wait. Ahem is the thing that Marvelous didn't want to lose. <laughs> Marvelous goes and starts to choke the fuck out of this dude. And <laughs> <laughs> the episode ends with Ahem confused and Marvelous trying to choke Guy. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> uh the implication here being that Guy thinks that Marvelous has a thing for Ahim, and it's a huge thing all over Sentai Reddit, if y'all don't know about that. Like people spend really? a lot of time and effort trying to say that Marvelous has a huge thing for Ahim. Well, I, I, said, cool. I said in our first uh Go review that I think I am and Joe make more sense, but Um I think honestly, I think Luca and Marvelous make the most sense. I've always gotten a vibe between Luca and Don, honestly. I mean, okay, yeah. In terms of like who hangs out with who, yes. But personality wise, you can't deny that they have a good chemistry. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah. Even though I don't want to hear that. Uh, you have a point. <laughs> <laughs> so, what look, else look, look, listen, 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 listen. Luca is waifu for laifu, okay? <laughs> okay. As okay, long as you remember man. Sierra is my waifu for laifu. Cool. That's kind of funny because we're, we're basically like, we're basically like the adapted version of our, each of each character. That's pretty... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what do y'all think of this? Um, oh, I think this was a, yeah, this was definitely a good character episode. I would probably say, uh, um, as far um, as far as ranking the episodes, where uh, 
you know, we find out how the other Gokaijers became Gokaijers. Um, I still think Joe's episode is my favorite. That was way back, the Shinkinger tribute episode. This is a strong second for me, though. Um, I think uh, I, I like how, you know, I really like, you know, the strong story that's given for why I am would become a pirate. And I think they give a really great explanation on how I am how valuable I am is because, you know, uh, she's not just a pirate, but she's a really great uh, teammate. And, um, you know, we're just keeping the team together because, uh, you know, we kind of skimmed over this, but there's an entire uh, section of the episode where the Gokaijers are talking about how I am was kind of a pain to like train in combat. And she once tried to like run the washing machine and, or the dishwasher and ended up flooding the whole Gokai galleon. Um, Look, man, she tried her level best. Yeah. And I love her for trying her level best, all right? <laughs> and, um, but the reason why the Gokaijers like her is because they got into fights all the time before she showed up. But then whenever, you know, but when she came on and, you know, she just had this real, like, gentle and, like, hairy nature that kind of just made them feel less inclined to get fight, less inclined to get into fights. Yeah, she helps bring the team together more, which that's perfect writing. I I really do think that that's perfect. That makes perfect sense. Um, uh, one other thing is that this is the first time someone other than Marvelous uses the Gokai Galleon Buster because uh, I am uses it in this episode. Um, yeah, and I think no, okay. There's one other person who uses it up until the end of this review. Yeah, carry on. Yeah. Um, the only thing, and this is kind of a nitpick, um, and even then, this has nothing to do with uh, the quality of the story. Um, so when the Gokaijers are battling against Zatsurig at the end, they do this, like, little... Um, they do this, uh, like weird like barrage of gokai changes where i am and one of the other gokaijers doesn't attack and all of the ones that she does with the male gokaijers kind of makes sense with the tag team like okay so she transforms uh she and guy do the go on wings uh you know go on gold and go on silver i mean that that just kind of that already makes sense because you know they were brother and sister and were already kind of a a tag team um, with Joe, uh, she does Decamaster and Deca Swan, uh, which are, which again makes sense. If you watch Deca Ranger, you know, you'll know that those two people are kind of like a couple, like they got a thing going for each other. So that makes sense. Uh, and with Marvelous, they use both the Shinkinger, the Shinkin Red Ranger keys. Uh, Marvelous uses regular Shinkin Red and she uses a uh, Hime Shinkin Red. The one that she uses with Luca doesn't work though, because like they both use the female Ghost Sagers. Like, you couldn't come up with another like better female duo. Like, I don't know, you could have done like the Twin Cam Angels. Uh, that would be Decca Yellow and Decca and uh, Decca um, Decca Pink. I'm sorry from Decca Ranger. Uh, yeah, that's just a nitpick. Like, you could have done, like, a... I don't know. that that That's kind of an issue, but I don't know. Maybe they just couldn't think of another duo. 
But still, the duos that she did with the two Geigo catchers were cool. Oh, yeah. Did you have, did you have anything, Anthony? Uh, like, like you said, I really enjoyed the, uh, the multiple Gokai changes that you that I'm did with each of the Gokaijers. Um, especially like the one with freaking um, Deck of Master and Deck of Swan. That was a really good one. And uh, I just really like this. This this episode was really like heartbreaking for me to watch. I was like, bro, like poor I'm. Like I literally said this in the, like when I messaged y'all about it. I was like, wow, this was a very sad, heartfelt episode, and I really like it. Made me appreciate I'm even more than I did when I first initially watched the show back back then, and I and I still like her to the day now. Yeah. Um, did you have anything else, Anthony? No, I said I said my piece. Okay. Well, all you guys back at home, uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed uh, all these single episodes because we are about to look at not one, not two, but three three-part episodes. I mean, two-part episodes. So buckle up. Because things are about to get real. Um, so, uh, we're going to move on to episode 42 and 43. Uh, 42 is called The Strongest Man in the Universe. And 43 is called To the Legendary Hero. Um, both of these episodes are Don-centric. Um, so, uh... In this episode, Domarus is led out of prison in order to deal with the Gokaijers. Um, he enlists Bosco's help, uh, during which he literally beats Bosco down and forces him to submit. And that's pretty good foreshadowing because uh, it's been pretty much established that Bosco is almost kind of invincible in this new monster form. Like, even, even when he was battling the Mega Rangers in the tribute episode we just went over... He was wiping the floor with Marvelous and Guy. So for him to be able to beat Bosco so easy, e easily, that's a pretty impressive. Um, but anyway, uh, so while Domerus and Bosco are making their plan, the Gokaijers locate this, uh, they find this magazine article of a legendary hero who killed a dragon who uh, looks exactly like Dawn. Uh, Don apparently has a star-shaped birthmark on his arm, just like the legendary hero was supposed is supposed to have. Don starts talking about how he has amnesia, and you know maybe he is the legendary hero. Uh, we get a brief flashback of a of a how Don became a Gokaiger. Um, remember, he was the fourth Gokaiger to join. Uh, he was living, uh, his planet was destroyed by the Zanyak, and he was kind of living in a shack on another planet. He was found by uh, Marvelous Joe and Luca. Uh, and I'm going to say, Luca's little disguise, trying to be like this innocent little girl, was absolutely cute. Um, and that flashback. Sorry, I just wanted to comment on that. Sorry, Anthony, I'm not, I'm not touching anything, but... Uh, no, 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 no. You can still say sweet things about her. That is perfectly fine with me. <laughs> he can look, but he can't touch. I get it. It's yeah, fine. Cool, man. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. 
Yeah. The Gokai Galleon was damaged. Guy helped repair it, and he gave the Gokaiger something decent to eat, and the Gokaigers were all like, wow, so uh, you're like this big computer geek, and uh, you can make us good food? Well, uh, guess what, dude? Uh, you're, you're our newest member, and we're going to call you Doc. Welcome to the team, buddy. Uh, and that's about it. Uh, so, uh, Don joined, uh, and while the Gokaijers are still out trying to uh, help Don find out about his past, uh, they get attacked by Domerus. Um, and keep in mind, they've never encountered Domerus before, so uh, they're all pretty surprised. Domerus makes it pretty clear that he's uh, pretty strong, because literally when he throws an attack at the Gokaijers, uh, it hits a building and pretty much shatters the whole thing. And that's like a whole building. So, uh, Joe recognizes Domerus. Yeah, Joe recognizes Domerus, saying that he's like the strongest man in the universe. The Gokaijers try to battle Domerus, but he proves to be too powerful. And when they try to retreat, Bosco uh, stops them and uh, cuts the Gokaijers off. Um, and part one, and as part one ends, uh, all the Gokaijers are defeated. J Marvelous sends this like fire attack at uh, Joe, Luca, I am, and Guy, and supposedly incinerates them to death. So four Gokaijers just died, supposedly. Um, Marvelous is taken hostage by Domerus, but uh, Don is just left because uh, Don consider Don a credible threat, so he just kind of leaves Don to just rot. Um, and Marvelous is taken aboard. That then leads us into episode 43, where um, Don reveals that uh, he actually lied about being a legendary hero when he just kind of created the magazine article and the birthmark just as a trick. Uh, meanwhile, Marvelous is taken to uh, Actos Gill, the Emperor, where he's ordered to be publicly executed. And as uh, um, and as Domerus begins to make his plan to uh, execute Marvelous, um, Don has this flashback to his first battle as a Gokaiger, where he was encouraged to not try to fight too hard, just do what he can. And he decides okay, well, I can just do what I can, and I can save Marvelous. Now, one big important thing to uh, bring up is that uh, just before uh, this happens, uh, Bosco arrives to uh, kind of taunt Marvelous a little bit before he gets uh, executed, during which uh, he reveals that he has two more grand powers, uh, Sun Vulcan and Five Man. And uh, even though it's not it's not said in this episode, that means that there's only two grand powers left: Battle Fever J and a uh, Taku Ranger. Um, and uh, that and because uh, the Gokaijers have um, so there's 34 grand powers in total. Bosco has five, uh, and the Gokaijers have um, have a uh, 27. I think yeah yeah that makes sense. Wow, the Gokaijers have a lot of grand powers. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. so uh, Don I mean, 28, actually, total. You're 20, it's, it's 28, by the way. Yeah, oh, okay. So, uh, anyway, um, Don arrives and uh, he goes through like a series of uh, Gokai changes to keep the Zangyak 
held off. Um, he eventually lures Domarus away from Marvelous, which allows Navi to sneak in and free Marvelous from his chains. Um, and um, and uh, you know he frees Marvelous. The Gokai um, they show up. The Gokaiders show up to. <clears throat> they prepare to do battle against Domarus. The other four Gokaiders show up, and it's revealed that uh, Bosco did not kill them. Uh, when he when they were attacked, Sally grabbed. That's uh, Bosco's uh, sidekick. She grabbed them and uh, took them away from the attack. Um, and it's here that Bosco stabs Domarus in the back as he reveals that he has a reason to keep the Gokaiders alive, which. Yeah, we established he wants the Gokaijers to gather up the remaining grand powers so that he can steal them all. Which, yeah, I like that. That's In all my years of watching Power Rangers and Super Sentai, that's the most realistic explanation I've ever seen for a villain keeping the Rangers alive for so long. So, kudos to the writers. Um, my man is lazy and there's nothing else you can say about it. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want to go trick down to all the Sentai teams. But, uh, so he abandons Domarus. The Gokaijers all come together. They do an all-green Gokai change, which, uh, the only thing to note about that all-green Gokai change is that, uh, there's, uh, unlike most, uh, Sentai, uh, unlike most Gokai changes where when they do an all-one-of-the-same-color, they they're usually all ones from a Power Rangers franchise. This time, there's only two, uh, Sentai Rangers that they transform into that were adapted to the Power Rangers. And funnily enough, they were both called the Green Samurai Ranger because Joe transforms into Shinkin Green, the Green Ranger from Power Ranger Samurai, and Guy transforms into uh, Shurikinger, who was, uh, who was called the Green Samurai Ranger in, uh, in uh, Power Rangers Ninja Storm. So that's pretty funny. I don't know if that was intentional on the writer's part. Probably not. But still. Uh, the Gokaijers defeat... probably wasn't. Yeah. Uh, the Gokaijers defeat Domarus. They have to use the Gokai Gallium Buster to shoot him twice. Uh, during which uh, Don uses the Gokai Gallium Buster the second time. They defeat Domarus using this combo attack where they use Kansen Gokaio and their other four grand powers. That being uh, the Maji Dragon, Pat Striker, uh, Furai Maru, and uh, the Gal Lion. And uh, the episode ends with the uh, Gokadgers kind of uh, admitting that Don, even though he's not the best fighter or the most effective as a pirate, he's still a legendary hero in their book. And then they ask him for more food. Um, <laughs> uh so I like this episode pretty good. Um, I uh, I do think uh, I definitely think they do a good job at kind of establishing how great of a fighter Domarus is because, like I said, he's able to wipe the floor with Bosco early on in the episode, even though Bosco is almost kind of invincible in his monster form. So if Domarus can do that, that's just really impressive. Um. As far as the Don aspect of it goes, I like what they do. You know, having Don, aka the weakest Gokaiger, kind of, uh, you know, have to be the one who saves them when the Gokaigers are going up against one of their strongest uh, enemies. 
I'm, I think that the whole aspect of him becoming a Gokaiger and like the backstory of him becoming a Gokaiger is kind of glanced over, though. I don't know. I, I think overall this episode was great. The final battle with Boss with Domerus was great. Um, but this is probably uh, we got um, this is probably not the best um, two-parter episode after the out of the three that we're going to be taking a look at. But I still think it's pretty solid. Uh, what did you guys think of it? It was okay. I mean, I it was. It was good to see Dawn get some focus and confidence. Um, I just was not as into this two-parter as I was others in the past or in the future. I remember when it originally aired, the one thing that wanted me to come back was to see, like, they do a good job at the end of the first part, like, making it look as if, like, uh, those four Gokaijers are dead. Like, you know that they're not going to be dead, but you kind of want to see how they get out of it. So, um, that was the big thing that did it for me. What did you think, Anthony? Uh, I overall liked it, um, especially the fact that, like, Dawn actually stepped up and was like, hey, like, you know, it's just me, but... I'm going to give you a fight, and I'm not going to, like, back down until, like, I get my captain back. And, you know, he was... <laughs> I love that he didn't have a plan after um, helping Marvelous escape. He was just kind of like, oh, um, I didn't have anything else planned. I just kind of just did this. This was the plan. <laughs> Marvelous is like, what? Overall, I like the story, though, especially, like, the fact that, like, you know, Bosco being Bosco was able to, you know, use uh, Dahmer's and his, uh, basically tricking him to thinking, like, oh, you thought that I was actually going to, like, you know, kill all the Gokai? No, of course not. I still need them. So, yeah, you're dead. Bye-bye. It's a good explanation. I mean, it, uh, mm-hmm. it makes perfect Indeed. So uh, we're going to take a bit of a break from uh, a brief break from uh, the two-parter episodes. Uh, We're going to be it's actually kind of fitting that we're doing this review in December because it's almost Christmas time and we got a Christmas episode to cover and I'm going to let Anthony take care of that one. So go ahead Anthony. Ah, what a lovely Christmas Eve. It's actually the name of the episode we're watching. <laughs> um, so basically, this is a Luca-focused episode. Um, it involves a gr- a little girl, or like, like not a little girl, but like a teenage girl and her little brother. And, you know, the whole, like, she kind of gets on his case about like a lot of stuff. And, you know, when, when the new monster or the new, uh, general attacks um with the ability to turn people into like small like dolls or whatever is it, is it yeah i was gonna say they look they look more like i guess yeah they have their dolls i would say dolls yeah um little boy gets turned into a doll and of course the sister is very like you know upset and she and she 
you know, kind of blamed herself. I mean, she she was too hard on her brother about things. And um, low-key, this was also a Battle Fever J tribute episode, but it wasn't really that heavy focus on that. So, you know, that's something I wanted to bring up. Um, but yeah, so with the go kart, with the go kart's help, the, little, the girl will end, end up saving her brother by actually using a very clever way of doing this. So, like, Luca uses herself as bait to get herself to a doll. And then she ends up getting her uh, go kart sailor and her go kart uh, ranger key to have the girl transform into go um, kart yellow. And retrieve the uh, wand that was given that was uh, that allowed the monster to turn people into dolls. Mention for him, and they they managed to reverse the spell, turn everybody back to normal. And with that, everybody it, it, let everybody like normal. Then uh, destroying destroying the wand. And hmm? sorry about that. That was a that was a. Something that just popped up on my computer. Sorry about that. Oh no, you're good. No um, what else happens? Oh yeah, so they use uh, uh the turn of Alfie with Jay, and I'm just gonna say this right now. I am not a fan of these costumes at all. Like I was never like when I first like see yeah. you guys like appear. I'm I was just like Fever J suits. Ugh. Ugh. That was... Uh, I just didn't like how it looked. It just looked so... It, it, of all the Ranger suits I've seen over over the... Like, all the Ranger suits that, that, have, that have appeared over the past, you know, decades, this is by far the worst. In my personal opinion. I don't even know if I... Like, know. They definitely are the worst suits, but the sad thing is... Like, if I'm going to do, like, a top ten, like, worst Sentai suits ever, I don't even know if it's okay for me to put Battle Fever J, because, like, is it even fair? <laughs> like, it's just not fair at it how is. bad these suits are. I don't understand why were these the suits they decided to use. Yeah. It just isn't fair. I just, yeah, it was pretty lazy on their part, but. Uh. And what's funny is that you know oh, wait, they don't even hit. They don't even have a henshin sequence in Battle Fever J. They just put the no, suits on. Really? Yeah, there's no they, henshin they sequence. Put them they just put the suits on, but like yeah. nothing. Oh, and I can't. Of course, I can't forget. Uh, this is our first time seeing uh, the Gokai Christmas Ranger. <laughs> so, what ends up happening is that Guy ends up asking uh, Marvelous and uh, Dawn for their Ranger keys because they were still transforming transforming the J at the time. And he ends up using his his uh, powers to merge both the keys together to form basically a red and a red slash um, green Ranger. Calling himself Go Guy Christmas. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like He's it. OP. He really is, though. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine if you took. Imagine if you took like the two strongest sentais and just merged them together into one key. Oh lord, that would be bad. Uh-huh. Or what if you could expand that to be like, I'm not going to just be Kenzer. I'm going to be the entire team in one key. Jesus. I mean, <laughs> where's the limits on this guy? I need more power. <laughs> yeah, basically. Carry on. Yeah, this, oh, this was, but overall, this was actually not a bad episode. Oh, and by the way, um, uh, Akibono, who was Battle Kenya, uh, he basically was dressing himself as Santa Claus. Uh, and I guess he just gave the Rangers, Rangers the Battle Fever J uh, Grand Power without them realizing it. And yep. yeah, that's it. <laughs> so now they're at up to 29 powers and Moscow has five. And I'm convinced that they probably just uh, kind of shoehorned him into this episode because what's funny is that uh, this was also around the time when uh, the Go Kaijers had their little um, crossover movie with uh, Uchu Cage Gabon. Uh, and the guy who played Battle Kenya was also uh, Gavin. So they thought, oh, yeah, that's right. You were in Battle Fever J. Well, we need to find a way to get them the Battle Fever J grand power. So uh, could you put on a Santa suit for like two seconds? You know? Didn't he play something else besides that as well? He was also uh, dingy blue. And Dingy Man. Uh, Dingy Man. Yeah. He's in Dingy Man. No, what is he? Yeah, Dingy Blue. Yeah, well, the most awesome character he played was Uchu Gage Gabon. Yep. I haven't seen that show, but I can already tell that he was probably the most awesome there. The movie was really good. Yeah. yeah. I watched the Crosshair movie years ago for that, and that was good. And he was in it, and that. And yeah, the, the character was later adapted into uh, Power of Beast Wars as Chaku. Yeah, yeah, Captain Chaku. Mm-hmm. Which was actually kind of ironic because Chaku is literally the, like the one of the one, one of the phrases that he uses when he transforms. Yeah, he says Chou it's Chaku. Like Chou, it's like Chou Chaku, Chaku, Chaku. Yep. Yeah. Clever, clever, Hasbro. Very clever. I just want to say this. Um, you know, I've seen a bunch of Christmas episodes. Uh, I think this one is fine. Um, you know, I like... Uh, I yeah. mean, I, I guess it kind of makes sense with it being like, you know, an episode te- talking about, like, the meaning of Christmas, which makes sense because, you know, the Gokhydras aren't from Earth, so they don't know what Christmas is. So I think that's fine. Um there's been better Christmas episodes. Um, my favorite will always be the Bo Kinger tribute episode. Uh, the Bo Kinger uh, Christmas episode. That one is just amazing. Uh, you've seen that one, haven't you, Anthony? I haven't gotten to that one, but they did the Christmas episode, so I need to get to it when I get to it. <laughs> yeah, but the, the Bo Kinger Christmas episode is awesome. Um, but. Yeah, this is an okay one. 
Uh, like usually the Christmas episodes, uh, sometimes they'll do something like that. Other times the uh, Christmas episode, it might not have as much to do with the Christmas, but it it's usually like a bigger part of the show. Like uh, like uh, for example, uh, in Mega Ranger, the Power um, the Power Rangers in Space episode uh, where they finally defeat the Psycho Rangers. That was the Christmas episode for Mega Ranger. Uh, the the only thing. Uh, but the only uh, Christmas element that really plays a part in that episode is that, uh, you know, uh, there's a scene from Power Rangers in Space where uh, Cassie's trying to elude the Psycho Rangers, uh, and Zane shows up dressed up like a clown and, like, lures the Psycho Rangers away. Well, in Mega Ranger, Mega Silver is dressed up like, uh, like Santa Claus, and uh, the Neji Rangers are all like, Hey, that's Mega Silver! Get him! So, but that's about it. That makes a pretty, pretty good Christmas episode. So Maybe laugh to this day. <laughs> what were you saying, Riz? I was saying that makes sense that that's the way they adopted it and how the original looked for that. Yeah. What did you think of the episode, Riz? Um, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was like. It was a good Christmas episode. I enjoyed the Luca focus here a bit because, you know, sometimes Luca is seen as very um, cold and kind of selfish. But here, everything she did was for other people, and I liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a pretty good episode. Give some Luca mm-hmm. focus and. I will never say no to Luca Focus. Nope. Nope, me neither. Oh, we know you won't. <laughs> well, we got a we got a bit of uh oh, we also got an all scent all yellow Gokai change in this episode, which was cool. Yeah, that was um, so now we have to uh, move on to another two-part episode, although, uh, although the first part is only loosely connected to the overall story. Uh, but uh, I'm not going to go into much detail on that because uh, I'm giving that episode to Anthony. So go ahead, Anthony, take it away. Anthony? Will the real Anthony please uh... stand up? Uh, am I the muscle? Can you still hear me? I can yeah, hear you now. Yeah. Sorry about that. I'm having some weird technical difficulties with. It's like my service got like going in and out. Let me see. Okay, for the next two parter, um, the first episode of this two parter is going to be the confused ninja. And this is basically a Cocker Ranger um, tribute episode where uh, the return of Ninja Man appears. And uh, so here's the, here's the crazy thing that happens. So apparently um, a few years back, uh, actually, no, let's start right at the beginning. So in this one, um, basically Navi is going to be doing his last uh prediction when it comes to like the grand, the grand powers and 
he like they tell us like, hey, like we're um looking for like a sh like a shrine, and I was like, hmm, shrine, and they realized, oh, the shrine that we saved in the Time Ranger uh, episode is actually what we need to uh, find. Like we need to uh, see what the the clue is for the Cock Ranger power. So when they get there, they find this uh, little vase or whatever, and they they break it, and next thing you know, Ninja Man uh, is you know there, and he basically holds the power of the Grand Powers for them, so that they can use um, the Cock Ranger power. Let's see. I'm trying to think what else happens. And uh, I'm getting some difficult difficulties on this. Give me one second. You guys hear me still hear me okay? Yeah, we can still hear you. Okay. I think the best but way I'm to kind of cut this uh, short entirely is that this this episode is also that this first part is kind of like the every Sentai has like a clip show episode where they recap the series. That's basically what this episode mm -hmm. is. Yeah, this is basically the clip. This is a clip show for this, at least for this half the two parter. Like they basically tell uh, Ninja Man like all their like abilities and tell him like, like oh we're, this is how we go kind of change and blah 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 and um wrong enough something happens to where Ninja Man gets in basically in prison um by the uh three uh gods which are actually just the just the ninja ninja zords slash uh shogun zords um. Based that that's that's how I, how they are in um Ranger. and they sealed the uh, they were called the three god generals. Um, that includes the uh, um, the uh, Muteki Shogun, which was the Shogun Megazord in Power Rangers, uh, the Subasa Maru, which was uh, the Falcon Zord, and uh, the Kakure Dai Shogun, which was the Ninja Megazord. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off, Anthony. No, no, you're good. I'm just, like I said, I'm having weird difficulty. My laptop is just being weird on me. Get it. Yeah. Well, just carry on. One out. second. Hmm? Do you want what to pick up? All right. Uh, hang on one second. Just wait for my laptop to. If you want to, you can. Okay. Well, just to kind of uh, finish this episode up, uh, just to talk about it briefly. Uh, like I said, it's mostly a clip show episode. Um, most of it is just uh the cock uh the Gokaiders kind of explaining to Ninja Man what's been happening since uh since um, he's been locked up, because he was locked up 10 years ago. Um, we forgot to mention this. Nin Ninja Man is the counterpart for Ninjor in Power Rangers. Um, and uh, um, they show him off some of the Gokai changes. They do these cool, unique Gokai changes. Uh, 
they do all blue, which uh, kind of sucks how this is the only time they do an all blue change since they're just doing it to show off instead of doing uh, like doing it for battle. But, you know, what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. uh, they do another cool Gokai change where they do all lions, which was pretty unique, although I am kind of gets the short end of the stick because everyone except her has a lion counterpart. Does Gal Red. Um, Joe does go on blue. Uh, I am uh, yellow lion. Although she could have done a hurricane yellow since hurricane yellow was a lion yeah. too. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, Don does uh, Shishi Ranger. Uh, and um, Guy does Gosei Knight. But I am doesn't get a lion themed counterpart, so she has to steal one of Marvelous's, uh, Ginga Red. Sucks for that. Um, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You good, Anthony? You want to continue now? Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. Um, so, oh, yeah, so, like, this is actually pretty interesting, because, like, I know there was um, one Gokai change they did well, they all transform into, ironically, uh, Zoo Ranger, which um, if you guys watch that Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, uh, when they when the Mighty Morphin team encounters Ninja, this is basically kind of like a like a cool nod, but like not really because you know um, Dragon Ranger, which is the Green Ranger, did not you know was not present in NPR when Ninja shows up. Yeah. That was cool. And um, basically what else happens is that like um, Ninja Man doesn't, is kind of hesitant about giving them the rare power is because like he's not sure if he can trust them. So basically he's going to like stick around, you know, until he feels that they are worthy of the power. Which, if you guys want to, we can all, like, pretty much chip in for, like, the next episode, which is, like, Hero Eligibility. Let's do it. Well, briefly, though, the thing that sucks about the first part is that after the Go-Catchers kind of agree that they want to impress Ninja Man, um, at the very end of that episode, uh, Suruhime, who is the former Ninja White, She's like watching the Gokai Galleon fly away, and she's like, "Oh, I was about to give the Gokaiers the Kakut Ranger Grand Power, but I guess I'll leave it to Ninja Man. Bye." So <laughs> that's pretty funny. Was yeah. By the way, Surahime like, still looks well, pretty good. Uh, I will. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. She was pretty good looking in Cockroach. Like She's aged pretty well. Mm -hmm. By the way, Anthony, go ahead and uh, kind of start us off with uh, hero eligibility. Okay, so in the hero eligibility episode, um, we know that Isarian was uh, enlisted a an old, basically an old colleague of hers to. Deal with the Cockroach, deal with the not Cockroaches, the Gokaijers, and this is um also the episode where um we get the 
five Glokaisers transform into a uh, Tucker Ranger, and along with the uh, Ninja Man uh, alongside them. Uh, basically, in this episode, uh, Ninja Man has been has been with them for over a week, basically, and he's you know trying to train the pirates to, to be the basis of being the Super Sentai team. Um, basically, only Doc, I'm, and Guy actually go through with the meth with the methods. And uh, Joe, Luca, and Marvel, Luca and Marvelous are just like, we're not doing that crap <laughs> later. And which, which is interesting about this episode is the fact that we get to see like how like much Guy and Doc really do care about Luke, uh, I'm. Because in, like when they were, you know, basically doing their uh, training session, like they were both hesitant about actually laying finger on um I'm when she was about to be punched in the face. And they're kind of just like, Oh, we, we couldn't we couldn't do it. And and Arm tells them like, Hey, like you guys are the whole hold back on my account. And they're just like, No, we could never hurt you. That's that's not our thing. No, we can never hurt you. You're just too precious to us. Which was actually like kind of like a like a crazy like you know call like callback to what happens later on in the episode where a the monster with the with a monster basically like uses um like the like he shoots red darts at them and when he goes back to uh, his hideout he ends up using um like this weird spell to mind control and, and to make people fight each other and basically like hurt each other and be complete you know at, like jerks to one another and doc and guy end up getting hit by this by this uh by this stuff marvelous almost gets hit by it but he deflects it with his sword so there's that um when they get back to the galleon uh Guy and Doc and Doc start acting weird. They start acting like a bunch of jerks and like you know, and to the point where I did laugh a little bit, but I was kind of like like also mad with Luca because like if they just told her that she's need just butt out, you, you moron. And she's like, "What did you just say?" <laughs> she, <about> to, <laughs> she was able to go off of the. <laughs> oh, that was funny. So. Uh, they basically, they basically, Joe, Joe, I'm in, um, Joe, Luca, and Marvelous find out that, oh, this is because of, uh, Zonyak. And they end up finding the hideout of the monster, and, like, they basically go do, do battle with it while Ninja Man, I'm, Ninja, Ninja Man, I'm trying to, like, get, uh, Doc and Joe, Doc and Joe, and then guy to stop, step out of it. That guy, that guy in Joe and Doc step out of it. So. You guys want to take over? Guys, <laughs> I'm kind of getting tired. Cause like, like <laughs> I did like the Go Kite, the Go Kite Christmas episode, so I'm kind of like, you know, kind of getting out of it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there's not there's not much to it other than just that, um, uh, they, uh, you know, um, I am is able to help. <laughs> Guy and uh, Don snap out of their little spell by, uh, you know, uh, untransforming and uh, putting them in a position where they can almost punch her, and then they hesitate. Um, 
Ninja Man is impressed by the bond that the Gokadger shares, so uh, he decides to give the Gokadgers the grand power of a uh, of the Kaku Ranger. Um, the Gokadgers use a uh, Kaku Ranger to uh, battle off to fight off a Zanyak attack. After which, uh, it's revealed that a uh, Ninja Man um, Ninja Man is the grand power of the Kaku Rangers. Like it allows I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ninja Man, uh, <clears throat> he, uh, he grows to a giant size through the grand power of the Kaku Rangers. Um, my only real complaint is that uh, he doesn't transform into his uh, alternate form that he had in Kaku Ranger. He also had it in Power Rangers. What, was yeah. it called Samurai Man in, uh, in Kaku Ranger? I can't remember, but... I don't remember. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Samar man. He should have transformed into that form here. That would have been cool. But uh, other than that, they defeat the monster. Uh, We see Bosco briefly celebrating that uh, the Gokadgers have the last grand power. Uh, Ninja Man goes back to live with the uh, three god generals. And uh, the episode ends on a bit of a cliffhanger as the Gokadgers contemplate what's going to happen next now that all the grand powers have been obtained. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I probably liked the... I probably think as far as, like, uh, staying in a... In... Well, actually, no, 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 no. The more I think about it, I think this is actually perfect for Kaku Ranger. Because, um, to me, like, there's two episodes... Kaku Ranger is almost kind of two different shows. If you watch the first 24 episodes, it's very, 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 and I could probably say a bunch of varies, campy. Like, like at the beginning of this video, we were talking about how there was a narrator. Well, that narrator is like fourth wall breaking and like he's throwing all these jokes around um you know it like there's all this campy humor whenever the go whenever the kaku rangers are uh you know battling oftentimes whenever they punch you'll have these words blasting out of the screen kind of like how it was during the 1960s batman series Mm -hmm. but then in the second half it um it becomes a little bit more serious. And I think both of these episodes perfectly show that because the first part, there's a lot of campy stuff. You know, we got like, there's a lot of campy humor. You know, when Ninja Man is explaining his situation, he's explaining it through like a, uh, through a, um, through like a story where like he paints pictures and everything. That's pretty campy. Um, we get, uh, when the Gokaijers are having their little flashbacks, there's frequent moments where uh, they kind of do fourth wall jokes. Like, you know, like when we see a flashback of them uh, tra- fighting as the Kaku Rangers, Ninja Man is like, wait, how are you guys the Kaku Rangers? As if to say, oh, so you're watching the flashbacks too. That's a fourth wall joke. So, mm-hmm. th- so it's a very campy tone. But then the next episode after that is a little bit more serious, you know, with like, you know, talking about like the training of you know, the bond that the Gokaijers share. So 
the more I think about it, the more I feel that it was very clever to have two episodes for Cocky Ranger, and both of them kind of encapsulate the differences and like the changes in tone of Cocky Ranger, if that makes yeah. sense. Well, I definitely enjoyed having Ninja Man in general around for a while because he's a great ally, both in Ranger and from what I can tell in Kaku. Plus, um, this episode gives an explanation on why he wasn't in the Great Legend War. Oh, definitely, yeah. It was great to see that like explanation because, you know, people don't notice everyone who's not there, but for them to say, oh, yeah, by the way, here's why, that adds something to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You kind of cut out for a second, Anthony. Uh, you want to say some stuff about this episode? Okay, this is a really good episode. Um, I enjoy the fact that, you know, we get to see, like, how even after being, like, under the control of the Monster of the Week, they still, like, Guy and Doc still managed to fight it off long enough to be like, you know what, we we can't hurt her because, you know, I'm as precious to us, like I said earlier in the ep- and then I'm talking about the episode. Overall, I enjoyed it, really. Yeah, it was yeah. a great, great tribute to Cocker and I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. My only desire would have been to see more of White Ninja, but that's fine. Wait, what was that? I wish we could have seen more of the White Ninja, the leader of Kaku's. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would love to see more of them. Like, more of her, at least. It also would have been nice if they brought back the actor who uh, played Huga in a Ginga Man, because uh, before mm-hmm. he was... Before he was Huga, he was actually a Sasuke, a Ninja Red. Mm-hmm. So he was actually the Red Kaku Ranger. So it would have been nice to bring him back again, too, just for a brief moment. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, uh, you guys have anything else? No, I'm good, man. No, me neither. Okay, so now we're going to move on to a pretty epic episode, and I'm just going to say for all you guys back home, uh, both of this saga lists and everyone's, like, top favorite Gokaiger episodes automatically, and Mm -hmm. a lot's about to happen, so for all you guys listening back home, get your popcorn ready, because here we go. All right, Riz, take it away. Okay, episode 47. It's the first of two parts. This one's entitled The Limit of Betrayal. Now, at this point, we know that the Gokaisers have all but five grand powers. And Bosco has the five that are remaining. So now it comes down to how do they get the last five, or how does he get the remaining that he needs? So Marvel's gets a call to Bosco, and Bosco says, hey, we should totally meet. Oh, guess what? By the way, I'm right here in front of you. Surprise attack. Here's some two roid monsters to fight you. So the Gokaisers use Gokai own uh, Godzudzin. And these are ground powers and all this stuff to fight the roids and all. And while it's going on, Bosco's hatched a plan to get um, the ground powers. So as they defeat the roids, the Gokais turn and they see Bosco pointing a gun at Sally. And, dude, he sought Sally the monkey and said she's no longer of use to him, so therefore 
bye bye Sally because he can't bring roids anymore. So Bosco abandons Sally and the Gokai's rest her aid. And the question comes up of is this a trap? Or is this a legit thing? And what do we do? And Marvelous has a big flashback to when he was part of the uh, prior pirate team and how Bosco betrayed them there. And he says, no matter what's going on, we're going to treat Sally under galley and we're going to take her on board and take care of her. So they take her on board despite the protest. And in the background, you can see Bosco watching. So you notice the trap. We know it's a trap. And, you know, the Gokai's probably also know it's a trap because they're not stupid. So, yeah. Um, they treat Sally and um, Marvelous continues to have more flashbacks about Bosco's betrayal. And him and Zoe talk about it. And Zoe says, look, end of the day, we're going to trust you. You do what you want, but we have your back. Um and Marvelous agrees that, yeah, we're going to not let Sally join the team, but we're going to get her fixed up and send her home to Mary Way. Um, that night, uh, Sally wakes up on the sofa and stares at the treasure chest holding the keys and has this really epic back and forth of, do I steal the keys and go back to Bosco, who sought me? without my knowing that was going to happen ahead of time? Or do I just forget Bosco and stay with these guys because they take care of me? And on one hand, Stella picks up the box, puts it back down, looks at it again, and then finally she's like, you know what, screw it, I have to take it to Bosco. So she sneaks off of the chest and goes to Bosco. When she gets to Bosco, she starts to like slow down and hesitate again. And Marvelous and the Gokais have been following her, so they appear, and Marvelous tries to convince her, look, you don't owe him anything. You you are not, like, under any obligation to work with him or help him or do anything. He treated you like crap. You don't. You deserve way better than that. So mm-hmm. you don't have to join with him again. And all the while, they realize, they've revealed... Oh, yeah, and by the way, that treasure chest is empty. It's a fake. The real one's still on our galleon. <laughs> so. <laughs> Good trick. <laughs> it wor- it works so often. Have you all noticed that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Kaiser's just always known to get tricked, and they bring out a fake, and nobody determines it's a fake until much later. Mm-hmm. So. Sally joins the Gokaisers, and Bosco says, well, I guess I can never trust you, and he reveals. So earlier, when he was about to suit her, he put a necklace on her that's its arm, he said, and that necklace actually has a bomb. And so Bosco detonates the bomb while Sally's right, like, not even a foot away from Marvelous, and he's trying to kill Marvelous by killing Sally, but Sally is able to, at the last second, um, store the uh, necklace in her. It's weird, all right? She has like a storage unit in her stomach. But she can just open the stomach up, throw something in there, and just call it a day. I don't understand it. It's weird. But she does yeah. that. <laughs> and she ends mm-hmm. up, I think it's implied she dies here because we don't see her again after this. 
and well, she's Marvel, dead. she dies, she she explodes. Yeah, she dies. Like it, exploding implies yeah. death as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> so marvelous is pretty banged up. He is not doing well. So and the Gokaisers try to st- uh, fight him back, but Bosco is still too good for him and easily defeats him with little to no effort. And as the Gokaiser on the ground struggling to get back up, he steals all the Ranger keys and heads to the Galleon to begin final descent to get the treasure that he's been waiting for all this time. Because at this point, he has the Gokai key. Like, he has all the Ranger keys. He has all the grand powers. He has Navi and he has the Galleon. He has everything he needs recipe-wise to go for the Great Treasure. And that's where the episode ends. So if you have no objections, we'll start the next episode. No objections. Moving on. Me neither. We are on to the we're on the stage now. At this point, the Gokai's have to do something. They have no keys, they have no galleon, they have no Navi, and they have a really, really banged up marvelous. Oh, and by the way, it's gonna start raining. So because it always rains in situations like this. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. take a residence in a search to kind of get cleaned up and determine a new plan of action. And while they're doing that, Bosco infuses the five remaining grand powers, which in this case they're Sun Vulcan, Sainsman, Flashman, Maskman, and Five Man. Which I'm gonna make a quick comment here. We can linger but it's much more at the finale when we're going to our final thoughts like next podcast, but I'm not a fan of the fact that we somehow just skipped over all of these old legacy Sentais from before Z Ranger. And we don't really get any in detail like um tribute episode where we see like the older Sentais like cameo or do something with the rain with the current Gokai's. I mean, yeah, you get like one or two, but it's not like it's not like how after Z Ranger you see every single team basically at some point. I kind of so, get it with Flashman. I haven't seen Flashman, but from what I know, uh, those um, the Flashman all live on a different planet, so it would be kind of difficult to do to like you know come up with an explanation for why they did Flashman. So I can understand why. They would work around it by just having Flashman be one of the grand powers that Bosco gets, but the other four, I definitely agree with you. I mean, okay, so Flashman's on a different planet. Mm-hmm. There's different ways you could have written them in anyway. Um, there are things they could have done. They could have said like, "Here's the Flashman's grand enemy revive from the dead," because screw you, that's just what happens. But yeah, I guess they, they didn't do that. They didn't do like any. Well, Flashman, the one member lives on Earth for whatever reason. Like, they didn't do any of that stuff. And they could have. They could have done a lot of stuff with this, but they just chose to be... They chose to override, like, the older stuff that, you know... I get it. Like, our demographics are not there to really know a lot about, like, these older guys, like Sun Vulcan and Sand. Like, I don't I know nothing about them. And that's in part because Gokai never really said much about them. In yeah. fact... I have trouble telling apart, like, 
five man, flash man, and mass man. If I look at them on the screen, all I think is these are the teams that came before Zero Ranger in Setman. That's all I know. Sun Vulcan, I can identify, but the others I can't. Um, well, Master Man is pretty awesome. I've seen that one all the way through. Uh, Sun Vulcan, I've seen. Uh, yeah, that one hasn't exactly aged well, but uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, but it's just my little nitpick that I know this is why um, I don't like the fact that they had the division this way. Or at least, like, have Bosco have gotten, like, one of the teams that's more current and then have, like, a team up right. between, you know, the two teams to kind of get the keys back or do something. Make it interesting in some way. Um, but anyway. I agree. So he infuses the grand powers into the keys that they belong to. And now he has a full set of Ranger keys infused to grand power. And Navi, while this is going on, escapes. Because <laughs> it's Navi. So Navi is <laughs> hidden away in the cockpit of the Galleon. And Bosco initiates all the lockdown se- uh, sequences to keep everyone on board. And he uses the Ranger key clones of the Gokaids to go look for her. And we're going to cut back to the certs here because that's important stuff going on here now. So the, the real thing that's really important here is the Gokaisers are kind of starting to wonder, so what exactly is this treasure we've been hunting? Marvelous. What do you really know? What is your goal here? And Marvelous says, look, just finding the treasure is enough of a goal for me. I don't care about how I use it later. That's a problem for later, but I just want to get there. Pirates all over the universe are going back and forth looking for it, and we're just close. So, Walder Hound is huge discussion about that and trying to figure out their next move. Navi contacts and says, Hey, yo, guess what? I escaped, and um, I'm hiding from your clones because they're here on the ship because Bosco is Bosco. So, um, <clears throat> Marvelous is too injured to go and help, but the other girl guys say, you know what, this is our mission too. We'll go take care of Navi and the kids and get the, grand, the greatest treasure in the world. You stay put. So, the Gokaids get the location from Navi, they go to the Galleon, and they split up Zoe, Ahim, and Luca, Dawn, and Guy. They encounter the Ranger Heat clones, they defeat them, they get their Ranger keys back. And they go to confront Bosco. Bosco kicks him at the ship and starts to battle on their own. And while they're battling, Marvelous has had a couple of attempts to get up because he can't just sit still while his friends are doing all the dirty work for him, for what he started. He made this entire team. And so he realizes that he had a piece of Sally's necklace in his hand, and he realized all the stuff I said before about Sally dumping the necklace in her stomach to save him. She did that to save him. And she died in the process because of it. Um, and that's kind of struck a chord of, I can't let, I can't let this go without me doing something in return now. I have to muster up the strength to go. So, while the other Gokais are fighting Bosco, <laughs> they somehow managed to lose their keys again. Like, I know it's going to be a bad reference. I know you're going to all hate me, but it's just like one of our favorite Red Set and Power Rangers. 
you never let go of your weapons. But in this case, you never let go of your keys. Uh, that's just that's just like a freaking turbo with power just turbo when they take you dropping dropping their keys every five seconds like bro like oh yeah I your freaking keys. <laughs> I know that's a bad joke, but I had to make it. Keys. <laughs> and it was yeah. sucks that like freaking guy he guy has his freaking um his key in the freaking uh Gokai Galleon Buster. And apparently, when he used it, uh, the 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 voice says special special uh, charge, not silver charge. But it's the same thing. There's no difference in what it did. True. Ooh, a different color. Wow. Okay. <laughs> like every Gokai said, I had like their own special thing that happens when they use the the, the cannon with their key. Yeah, no. <clears> like, okay, so because we're almost at the finish line here. As all hope mm -hmm. seems lost because they lost their keys because Bosco is Bosco and they're them. Marvelous appears and the badass music we all know and love plays in the background. And Marvelous tells everyone, I might be injured, I might be damaged, but I'm going to do this one last time. Bosco and this, this ends today, this ends right now. And so begins, like, the biggest badass fight in the entirety of the thing. Um, Bosco reveals, hey, by the way, you do realize that Akaret's from Earth. He knew where the Great Treasure was, but he just wanted our help to get the Ranger Keys so that he can give back to Earth. And Marvel says, I don't care about Akaret. I don't care about any of this. All I care about is that I have my Gokaiser team now, and we're here to get our dream. And if even Akarad comes in front of me right now, I'll stop him too. So, um, Marvelous and Bosco go hand-to-hand -hand combat. They fight. Um, they have a huge epic fight. And at the end, Marvelous does the most ballsy of things in the world. He gets close enough to Bosco, steps on his foot, and <laughs> drops his sword to hold both feet in place. And they keep fighting from that point. Just so that they can't move anymore because he's getting tired of it. And he uh they managed to do like a final slash on each other. Um they both fall down and the Gokazer's like Oh no, what happens now? And Bosco gets up thinking he won. Marvelous gets up and says, no, I didn't, you didn't win. And Bosco just falls over from just, he can't, he can't hold it anymore. Um, yeah, Mar Bosco tries to, like, suit Marvelous, but Sally's necklace protects him from being sought, and that's when he realizes Sally did the ultimate uh, saving of Marvelous, and this is when Bosco just gives up. He, like, passes out, and the body disintegrates into dust, and that's it. Episode ends with the mm -hmm. Gokais get their keys back, and they're on their way to get the greatest treasure in the universe, and that's where we end. This beautiful overall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, 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 have to bring, I have to bring these two things up, because otherwise if I don't bring them up, 
I'm gonna regret it. Okay. Go so for it, man. When uh when both guy when guy um Doc and Luca both uh, all fight their count their uh ranger counterparts. Um <laughs> Doc notices that hey wait I don't hold I don't be wipe my, my pants like I just like wash my hands or something and Luca goes yeah you, you do, do. <laughs> you do yeah, it all that's the time. Great. <laughs> I was like, that's just so funny. Finally addressed weird pose. <laughs> it's a weird yeah. pose. Like, I probably nobody said this earlier. I, I, I'm glad someone said it because I probably was like, bro, how is the one said anything about this pose? Look, I mean, man. honestly, and then it, and and then the, <laughs> the, yeah, it just happened like that. Yeah. Um. I mean, he's a very unorthodox fighter, so I guess it kind of works. <laughs> yeah. And then what the second part is the <laughs> the fact that, like, Joe <laughs> had kind of like a whipper cry when he found the mobs was alive. He was like, mm. <laughs> this is so funny, this old dope at the same time. <laughs> okay, that's pretty funny. I'll give you that, Anthony. Yeah. Because I, okay. I, did, I did post it in, on, on Instagram. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so let's gather final thoughts on these episodes real quick. Um, what do y'all think? You know, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, like, with that battle between uh, Marvelous and Bosco, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to say that that's probably the best final rivalry battle that I've seen in Sentai, and there's been a couple. Um, uh, Takeru and Juzo Fuwa in uh, Shinkinger, which mm-hmm. is the equivalent of Jaden and Decker in Samurai. Uh, that was that was pretty good, although the way that uh, the way that it ends is pretty bad. Um, I definitely liked Guy and Gray and Jetman. That was a pretty good ending, but I think the reason why I still I would call this the best hands down is because. Like, well, first of all, dur- during those battles, there's other things going on. So they, th- not, not this one, the other ones that I was talking about. There's other things that are going on, so they constantly have to cut away from it. This one, that's the only thing that's happening. You know, that's the only battle. You don't have to cut away to see the other Gokaijers doing something they just let that battle play out. They have the epic music playing in the background to really like it feels like the epic final battle to like some like action movie where you know like there's this real triumphant sound to it, but then when it looks like Bosco's gonna win, there's like this hint of like, oh my they add they add like um music that sounds like there's gonna be trouble. And I think the one thing that makes it is um, is uh, when when the two attack each other for that final attack, and uh, they they slash at each other. Like this is the thing that made it. Like I honestly couldn't believe what I was watching when I and and that's a good thing, not a bad thing. Um, when I was watching it for the first time, like. They both slash at each other. There's this huge explosion. Bosco's sword goes flying out. And first we hear uh, 
Joe, like, squeamed, like, no, Davis! And then everything goes silent. Like, they just, like, they cut out all the sound entirely, and we show everyone, like, screaming, and Bosco and Marvelous go flying in opposite directions in slow motion. Like, I feel like I'm watching something out of, like, an epic movie with how that scene was shot and how it was handled. So, that... That whole action scene, like, like I said, Jetman may be my favorite season, and I love Guy and Gray's final battle, but the way that this battle was handled, like, just the music, the way that the action was done, and just how they handled, like, that final moment, like, there is no other perfect way you could have done that. Like, that, that is probably the most perfect scene I've seen in a Sentai battle like the most perfect battle and i had no problem saying that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's about it for me <laughs> anthony like like he said dude this was just like an amazing spectacle that spectacle just the overall like fight itself is just amazing like the explosions sword flashing, the the dual wielding, the dual sh- you know, gun shooting it was just I, I have nothing bad to say about this, about this at all, like it's, it was just that good and yeah. then like, the fact that Marvelous was like, you know what this guy used that super speed speech attack a lot, I need to put a stop to that, so I just stabbed myself in the foot with his foot, and it's just it's like, ow! It's painful, but yeah. I don't enjoy, but I enjoy it overall. And like I said, the fact that like you know everybody was like so happy that, that you know Marvelous survived was just you know beautiful to me. And the only other thing I'll say yeah. is that I love how they handle Bosco's death because, like I said, like like he gets up, and I think it's clear that even he is aware that he's probably going to die because he like mourns that he should have killed Marvelous when he has a chance, and then when it's revealed that that thing on Sally's necklace uh, is what saved Marvelous, like, the look on Bosco's face and, like, the final words, like, that's that's the best way for Bosco to look out. Like, he's just looking down, he just has, like, this smile, but it's still, like, a look of a defeat on his face, and he's all like, wow, this is really how I go out, huh? And then he just chuckles and then dies. Like, that's a perfect way for Bosco to go out. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, so, Anthony. I didn't mean to cut you off. Did you have anything else to say, Anthony? No. No, no, no. I said my, I said my piece. You're good. Okay. So, I'm going to give my little piece real quick. Um, kind of to kind of compliment what y'all already said. So... The reason this fight has a lot of meaning to me and it's my favorite, like, one of my favorite battle fights in and outside of Sentai, um, it's not just a fight. The fight's great. The fight's fantastic. But it's the character development. It's the character growth we saw through the first 48 episodes of the series. Um, Marvelous, when you look at him under, under... external level, like, just look at him surface level. He's a gruff, arrogant, selfish pirate 
who is only here to get his treasure. He doesn't give the impression that he cares. But as you watch these episodes of Go Kaiser, you start to see that they care, and they care a lot. Joe even says at one point, how is it that somebody who's been betrayed as badly as you have can still trust a former Zanyak, can trust the lady thief? And he goes on and lists everyone and says, how can you trust all of us to have assembled this great team of people around you? And that's because Marvelous, while he's this gruffy, like, aggressive, selfish guy on the outside, he's really not. He's one of the most compassionate people um, in the world. He he cares so deeply, but he wants to maintain that he's a pirate because he wants to show that he's different than what came before him and what's probably going to come after him. But he really does care. He really wants to do the right thing. He's not just some scoundrel. He has a heart, and he has shown time and time again what he's willing to do for a planet that's not his to like by right birthright. He just kind of stumbled upon it looking for his treasure, but he adopted it as like, I'm going to protect this planet as long as I'm here. So seeing all that development, mm-hmm. but then seeing all the betrayals of like him with Akarid and Bosco and how all that played out and all the feelings that he must've been feeling throughout of like losing the people closest to him in his life and having to fight them now. And all that culminated in one last fight. That's what made this amazing to me. Indeed. Yeah. That's a perfect summary. So, thoughts on what I've seen so far up until now? 10 out of 10 would watch again. Um, great stuff. I love Gokaiser. So, yeah. Y'all can give your final thoughts. We can call it good. Huh? Yeah, this was uh, pretty, uh, got a lot happen. Uh, a lot happened, uh, and I'm definitely looking forward to the uh, big end in the next review. Spoiler alert, but that's kind of where we're going to be heading next <laughs> review. But it's yeah. okay. We have the movie right after. So yeah. we yeah. time skip 10 years in the future to see what they're doing 10 years later. And I know Disney haven't seen it yet, but hold on to your hats. It's going to be a real fun ride. Absolutely. What about yeah. you, Anthony? Uh, like I said, overall, these episodes were actually really good. We got some good development for I'm. We got some good development for um, Marvelous. Um, and even even freaking uh, Doc has some good episodes, too. So... Yeah. If I had to pick, uh, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of the Damara story arc, but uh, I mean, that Bosco story arc, like, you know, I'm just going to say this. Uh, a couple of days ago, um, I, I think this was in celebration of the Gokaiger um, movie. These two guys, uh, they review a lot of things. Um, I, I think it was like, it's not Toku topics because that guy mostly focuses on like uh, Power Ranger toys and all that, but uh, it's a different one. I can't remember. They were doing like a top 10 Go Cadgers episodes review, and their number one episode was the 
one we just finished, uh, the Faded Showdown. Uh, mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, I know that we haven't seen the finale yet, but I think that's actually probably the best episode. We'll get there next time. Cool. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, that about wraps this up. Uh, next time, we'll be uh, wrapping up Gokaiger, at least the series, um, with episodes 49 through 51, which is like the in-game story arc. Um, after which, we'll be giving our overall thoughts on the series as a whole. Um, we hope you guys will join us there. And then after that, as we said, uh, we'll, the week after that, we'll be taking a look at the... Uh, at the Go Kadger 10 Years Later movie, after which we'll then take a break for uh, Christmas and uh, New Year's before we uh, get together for our next big Sentai uh, um, review, Shin Kenger. But we'll give more details about that when we get to that point. Uh, we hope you guys have enjoyed this. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, please be sure to like this video. And... Uh, Subscribe to our channel if you're not already subscribed. Leave any comments down below with the content you'd like, you might like us to take a look at. Uh, we don't, uh, if you're checking us out on iTunes, we definitely thank you for that. Um, please be sure to check out our website, animesecrets.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and all those social media pages. And that's about it. We we definitely uh, appreciate you guys watching this. Remember that uh, we do this podcast for you, and uh, we absolutely love that you enjoy us. Uh, so we thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time for the grand finale for Gokaiger, at least for the series, that is, next week. So until then, see you guys later. <laughs>